When you look back on your life, have you ever felt like you were broken? Now, when you hear the word broken, certain things can come to mind. And when you look it up in the dictionary, we can find two different definitions. And the first being in the physical form, having been fractured or damaged and no longer in one piece or in working order. The second definition is more of a, 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 a spiritual type deal where it says that it is having given up all hope. We all have gone through moments in our lives where we have experienced the feeling of being broken. Certain experiences can bring this feeling into our hearts and leave us feeling empty. That experience can be the loss of a loved one, the experience of divorce or breaking up with someone that you care very much for. It could be something that's overlooked, like being a mother of a handful of young children, waking up at all hours of the night, getting up early, staying up late, doing laundry, making sure they are fed. And the process of doing that over and over and over again can even lead to brokenness. Maybe you've struggled financially. Maybe you found yourself having to scrape together every penny that you can find to be able to pay rent for that month, maybe to pay off debt or to pay that month's mortgage payment. And then you have a number of weeks till the next payday and you have to wonder, how am I going to feed my family? These are just a few examples of life's obstacles that can present themselves, which then lead to the feeling of brokenness. It can feel like we have fallen into a deep pool of depression or anxieties that feel more like quicksand when we try to escape. The harder that we try to fight it, the tougher it is to get out. When you go through these through these moments of brokenness in your life and you don't know what is going on, you can't figure out why everything is happening the way that it is going. You can't figure out why things are happening to you specifically, why they are the way they are. You look around and you cannot see any reason or purpose for it. And sometimes we even look at others to place the blame on as we find ourselves in those circumstances. We even might come to a place where we don't even feel like God is present anymore or with us. We ask him through prayer or maybe even outburst. God, where are you? If you are such a God of love, then why are you letting this happen to me? And even if we are close to God and we have a very good relationship with him, we may find ourselves even asking the question of why. You may wonder to yourself, how long is this going to last? What did I do to deserve this? Once again, these are moments that we all have experienced at some point in our lives. And the question that I have for you today is, how do you respond during those moments of brokenness? Now, I invite you to open up your Bibles to the book of Genesis, chapter 37. And in this chapter, we see the beginning of a life of a man named Joseph. And Joseph is a prime example of someone who experienced seasons of brokenness during his lifetime. We can then take note of how God worked in the life of Joseph during those times when struggles presented themselves and all hope could very easily be replaced with bitterness and that overwhelming feeling of defeat. The Word of God tells us, once again, in Genesis 37, verses 1 through 4, Jacob lived in the land where his father had stayed, the land of Canaan. This is the account of Jacob's family line. 
Joseph, a young man of 17, was tending the flocks with his brothers, the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. And he brought their father a bad report about them. Now, Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons because he had been born to him in his old age and he had made an ornate robe for him. That's the robe of many colors that we know about. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. So here we have Joseph as a teenager, and he is surrounded by all of these brothers who absolutely hate him. That makes dinner very unsettling every evening. And when we look at verse 11 of chapter 37, we see that things get even worse. And it goes on to say that his brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the matter in mind. Now, this moment in time is just the beginning of a long period of brokenness for Joseph. His brothers hated him and they were jealous of him. And Joseph goes on to share a dream that he had with his family that spoke about how they were binding sheaves of grain when his sheaf rose up and stood upright. And his brother's sheaves gathered around his and bowed down to it. This brought, of course, even more hatred towards Joseph from his brothers. Joseph then shared yet another dream that he had had. This time it was the sun, the moon, and 11 stars bowing down to him. The sun and the moon representing his mother and father, and the 11 stars, his 11 brothers. And of course, these would prove to be prophecies for later on. As you can imagine, this did not help Joseph's relationship or help him gain any favor or, or special love from his 11 brothers. And one day, Joseph was out looking for his brothers when they saw him approaching from the distance. And they decided that they were just sick and tired of this brother of theirs. And so they came up with a plot to kill him. Now, one of Joseph's brothers was not all for killing him. So he mentioned, why don't we just throw him in a pit? And after doing so, the brothers saw a group of Ishmaelites coming, traveling on their way to Egypt. So the brothers decided that they would sell Joseph to these people for just a small amount of silver. Even though it was a small amount, who cares? Their brother, who was someone they hated, would be gone. So Joseph was taken down to Egypt and he became a slave to a man named Potiphar, who was an employee of Pharaoh's and who was in charge of the guard. Now, Joseph was having a moment of brokenness at this point in his life. He had been sold and taken as a slave and everything that he had known was gone. Have you ever felt like everything that you have known and care for was gone? But then Joseph had something happen to him that brought a, a speck of hope. Joseph was a hard worker and was promoted to handling all of, all of Potiphar's belongings. So now we see things starting to improve a little bit in the life of Joseph. Joseph then continued to do a wonderful job. And while he was doing so, he caught the eyes of Potiphar's wife. Now, we'll put it gently that Potiphar's wife then began to put the moves on Joseph. But Joseph declined her offers. Well, this made Potiphar's wife angry. So then she had him had Joseph framed and thrown into prison. So just when things started to improve, they took a turn and the bad got worse. How many of us have found ourselves in difficult situations? And just when we see a glimmer of hope, the rug seems to be slipped right out from underneath us. Once again, the bottom drops out 
This could happen in many areas of our lives. So Joseph found himself in prison and yet another ray of hope presented itself when the jailer began to show him favor. And before too long, Joseph was in charge of the jail. In a span of 13 years, Joseph just continued to experience these seasons of brokenness. Now, I have to tell you that when I have experienced brokenness, just the minutes seem to take like a lifetime. Can we agree on that? And it's a continued struggle to find the strength to take the next step and sometimes even to take that very next breath. The Bible is full of lessons that we can use and apply to our very own lives. And in every single one of those lessons, we are also taught and given the opportunity to see how God works in the lives of his people and how we are to respond in those moments. You may say, but my problem isn't like Joseph's. I haven't been sold into slavery. I haven't been thrown into a pit. But that is not how we're supposed to look at this moment in history. We are to look at it and see how God worked in Joseph's life and how he responded. God never changes. So the lessons we can learn from Joseph's brokenness, we can still stand firm in to this very day. So how should we respond to experiencing those days of brokenness? We must remember that God is always with us. Joseph experienced many years of being broken over and over again. And he remembered that God was with him. He gave him favor to the slave owner. He gave him favor to the prison guard. So over the years, Joseph experienced how God was by his side. Oftentimes, when we go through these seasons of brokenness, we can think of a psalm that is specifically used in many funerals. And that is the 23rd Psalm. And one verse that comes to mind when we read it in the NIV, it says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. You are with me. It is a fact that God never leaves us. Sometimes it is very difficult to believe this. We are just consumed by the flames of life and we find ourselves being overcome by all of these negative experiences happening one after the other. It can seem like we are in a cluttered room and somebody has just reached in and flipped the light switch off. And now every step that we take to try to find our way back to the light leads us to just tripping over this mess. And even when we scream and we cry out for anybody to come and help us, all we hear is silence. These are the moments that we wonder, where is God? Because it certainly doesn't feel like he is by our side as we continue through these struggles and continue to stumble. But let's take a look at the 139th Psalm and focus in on verses 11 and 12. The word of God says, if I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for the darkness is as light to you. So when we find ourselves in these dark caves of brokenness, we must remember that the one true God who saved us and sent his Holy Spirit to live within us is always with us. This is something that is always easy to believe when things in life are going great. We're sailing smoothly down the stream of life. 
But what about when the current gets rough? And when we look ahead and we see those sharp rocks in the short distance ahead, are you willing to believe that God is with you during those moments? This is when panic and anxiety and stress just seem to cover us like a dark fog. And it's hard to even try to believe that God is by your side. But you have to realize that he is still with you and he will always be with you no matter what happens. Even when you are at a place of employment and you may be surrounded by non-Christians and they mock you and they seem to make your job harder than what it should be. Even when you turn on the news and you see that a football coach within the United States got fired for praying with his players before and after practice and games and even inviting the opposing team to join him at prayer at midfield. When you turn on those disappointing news stories and you feel like all hope is lost, God is still with us. And let me tell you this. No matter where in the world, people can think that they can kick God out of organizations and of their very lives. But in truth, you cannot do such a thing because God is omnipresent, meaning he is at all places at all times. And there is nothing that we can do about it. It comes down to if we are willing to recognize during those times whether we feel his presence or not. But what is there to gain out of being broken? If God loves us, why do we have to go through these trying times? You see, God always has a purpose for our brokenness. And if we know what the purpose is, it makes going through these seasons of being broken easier. We see that there is eventually a light at the end of the tunnel. But sometimes we don't know that purpose. We must remember that God is our father. And oftentimes he will show us what that purpose is for being broken after that season passes. Odds are Joseph didn't know what the purpose was during his 13 years of struggle. Even though he gained promotions as a slave and such, he was still held captive in Egypt. So things would get better at times, but they still were not as good as what they could be. In today's world, we often use the sentence, things are they're going okay, but they, they could be better. My sister, who is someone that I can call 24-7, speak to her about anything, has reminded me throughout my adult life that everything happens for a reason. Everything that God does or allows happens with a purpose. Everything that happens to us is under God's control, meaning he has to approve of it happening to us before it even happens. He is sovereign. So why would God allow a young, good man like Joseph to experience all these struggles and these seasons of brokenness for such a long period of time? He had a purpose. He wanted to preserve the nation of Israel and the family of Jacob. We can remember one of his sons named Judah, and Judah would be an important part of the line of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, who would eventually come from that line. You see, God was going before us and working on his plan in his perfect timing. He had a purpose for every single thing that occurred. And God took those 13 years that Joseph experienced his brokenness to prepare him to become eventually the prime minister of Egypt. And it would be Joseph, a young Hebrew male, who would grow and become Pharaoh's second-hand man and be in charge of many important things concerning the land of Egypt. 
God had a purpose. Now, you may say 13 years. That's a long time. I don't want to go through brokenness for 13 years. God, can't you just tell me what you want me to do and I'll do it? I'll I'll, I'll accept the lesson. But we have to remember that no matter what, this world does not work on our timing. It runs on God's perfect timing. He was working so that the world would be prepared for his perfect plan. And when we experience brokenness, it may not take 13 years. It may only take a couple of days. But then again, it could take longer than 13 years. But no matter what, it is on God's timing in accordance with his plan. And that moment of time that we experience in the shadows will only last as long as it takes for his perfect plan to come to fruition. And in between the time we begin to experience these struggles and hardships to the day that God's plan is accomplished, we can grow weary and even try to argue with God. Have you ever argued with God? I'll be honest here, I have. And from that experience, I can tell you that we will never win an argument with God. For you parents out there, can you recall a time that you've had an argument with one of your children? You knew the plan that you had for them, and that plan would be the best for your child in the midst of that argument. And no matter what, you stood your ground because you knew what was best for that child and for your family at that time. God is the exact same way. When we go to him and we begin to argue, we, he already knows what we're going to say, and he's heard it already before. But he has your best interest in mind and knows what is best for you and all of his children. And as parents, did you know who was going to win that argument? You could be honest here. We knew who was going to win that argument. So when we argue with God, he will either respond to us with what he wants us to know, or he can be quiet and let us surrender to his will until his purpose is fulfilled. Until we learn the lesson that he is wanting us to learn. In 1965, a song was released by a band called The Birds. Now, I know this because growing up, my dad, whenever he would drive us around, he would always turn the station to oldies radio. And whenever we go on a fishing trip, we would listen to oldies radio. And so nowadays, I can say that I'm really knowledgeable about songs from the mid to late 50s all the way through the 70s. Now, I call this being well-rounded. My children call it something else. But specifically, I remember this song because it's centered around Ecclesiastes chapter three, verses one through eight. And the song begins just as the third chapter of Ecclesiastes begins. And I will not sing it to you because I do not want stuff thrown at me today. But maybe you'll recognize it. It says to everything, turn, turn, turn. There is a season, turn, turn, turn. And a time to every purpose under heaven. You see, the song and this portion of Scripture remind us that there is a reason for every single season that we go through in life. And when it all boils down, we can remember a simple term. And that is, this too shall pass. When he was just 17, Joseph was broken when his brothers, full of jealousy and hatred for him, threw him into the pit. He was broken when he was sold as a slave and moved to Egypt. He was broken when Potiphar's wife framed him and had him thrown into prison. 
His life seems shattered most all the time during this span of his life. But one day, Joseph was called to go stand before Pharaoh. And he was called to interpret a dream. And at that moment, all that once was broken began to come together. God showed just how perfect and powerful he is, not how powerful he was, because as we said earlier, God doesn't change. Amen. God is still powerful to this day. Joseph would go on then to live to the old age of 110 years old. So for 80 years, he lived in Egypt with power, living comfortably, financially, and was only second when it came to the ruling of Egypt, just under Pharaoh. So let me ask you, were the 80 years that Joseph lived in Egypt where he would save his family and many others as the prime minister worth the season of brokenness that he experienced during those 13 years? The answer to that is very simple. And the answer is yes. When we experience seasons of brokenness and we keep our focus on God and his perfect will, and then we come out on the other side of that season, we too can say, yes, it was worth it. Was it hard? Yes. Was it painful? Yes. No matter how broken you may be in your past, no matter how broken you may be or feel at this current time of your life, this too shall pass. You may think, God, how am I going to survive this and make it through? He is going to help you. It may be slow. It may be just one day at a time. It could be just one hour at a time, one step at a time. One breath at a time. But either way, God is with you. And we must cling to that faith. Sometimes we can gain a glimmer of hope, just as Joseph saw. Then once again, the bottom drops out. For athletes being injured, you heal up from that injury. And yet another injury happens. But at those times... We must just cling to the faith and hold on to God and take it one day at a time. The times that we are broken, we learn more. And we are always walking toward that moment when it too shall pass. When God says that he has a plan, we can not only bet our lives on it, but eternity as well, because God in all of his power is behind that. No matter what we do, we cannot stop God. God always keeps his promises, but we have to keep in mind that there are conditional promises and God tells us that he will bring those promises to fruition if we respond a certain way. And there are unconditional promises that God makes and gives us that those promises could come to light no matter what we do. I can stand before you today and tell you that this is something that I have experienced in my very own life many times. Those promises seemed crazy at the time. Those were hard to believe. I have even found myself doubting and struggling with those promises from time to time. But every time that I would pray to God about it, he would remind me to believe him and not lean on my own understanding. I had to listen to God and follow his direction. And through that process, I developed a stronger faith and trust in him. These are moments in my life when I look back on them and remember them or I go through my prayer journal and recall them that I am just as amazed as ever. 
These are those moments, you know, when you get goosebumps. Because you realize that the same God that talked to Abraham, to Moses, to Noah, to all of these people in history, it is the same exact God that is talking to you. And when his word comes to fruition, those goosebumps arrive. It happened back in the days of Joseph, and it still happens today. And when those moments happen, it is our job to share with others how God used those seasons of brokenness for a purpose, and we go out and glorify his name. But here's the key. Here's the key. When we go through these seasons of being broken, we have to remember that we are not alone. God, our creator and father, is always with us, whether we feel his presence or not. And when we are broken, we can be guaranteed that God has a purpose for it. We may not see it right away. It may take a long time to reveal itself why we went through what we had to go through. But he always has a purpose for those times of struggle. And we must remember that this too shall pass, even though we may not see a light at the end of the tunnel. But when we fully place our trust in God and lean on him for guidance, then we will grow in our faith and trust in him when his purpose is complete. And when he flexes his almighty power and brings everything together, just as he did for Joseph, then we are to go and tell others. We tell them how God guided us through those times of darkness and being broken. We do this to give them hope and help them see how God can help them in their season of brokenness. We go out and bless other people with our brokenness and struggles. But if you do not have a relationship with the Lord, well, then you experience brokenness alone. And you are missing out on something that is more wonderful than you could ever imagine. So the next time when you feel that cloud of heartbreak, that cloud of struggle surround you, when it seems like all hope is lost and you're broken, how will you respond? You can get bitter. You can get anxious and slowly fall into the quicksand of depression and self-pity. Or you can respond as Joseph did all those years ago and trust in God, fully leaning on him and his guidance through the dark clutter and allow your circumstances to have meaning. When we focus on these things, our mindset changes from poor, poor me to purpose. The same God that was using brokenness on Joseph is allowing your brokenness for a reason. So when the storms of difficulty, heartbreak, temptation and pain surround you and they just seem to cover every every area of your life. We may bend. And we may even break at times. But when we trust in God. And we lean on him. We do not allow the brokenness to be in vain. So when you break. Lean on God, place your faith and trust in his perfect plan and his perfect timing. And allow yourself to be broken with purpose. Amen. Favor and grace towards you. 
go and be broken with purpose. Amen.